Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, May 10, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Let's talk about the current market, where we are. We have on the docket tomorrow the release of the latest CPI measurement. Now, the market's going to be hanging their hat on that news. Therefore, when the release comes out, expect some volatility on the tape. It's basically an excuse to move the market. They can move them down, they can move them up. Now, that said, let's talk a little bit about what the likely story of which way is. We don't really know which way they're going to move them after the CPI announcement, But here's the situation. This is how I'm looking at the tape. Remember what we discussed yesterday. The ideal situation was for them to actually gap the market lower, reverse the tape, and then have a turnaround Tuesday. They didn't do that. So here's the way I'm reading the tape. They're still looking for some kind of at least an interim low. They haven't found it yet, at least from where I sit. Today they made a new low, but they didn't really have any kind of a meaningful rocket ride away from that new low. That's one of the things that tells me they haven't really found that magic low just yet. Why don't we have a discussion about where that magic low may take place? Here we're flipping over to the weekly chart. This will be a similar zone that we discussed last night. We're going to call it 386 to 381 and a quarter, give or take. Now also, look what happened today. We talked about this area. So the high here is 394.17. We're talking about this candle right here. And the reason why we talk about this is because the market ran up to there and it had a decent pullback. We talked about it last night. Therefore, when the market broke out to new highs after that, this becomes a breakout area. Look where the market went today on low pretty close to that area. Let's actually see what the number was. So the high is 394.17 and the low today happened to be 394.82. So they came pretty close and bounced away. I like below 386 for a better kind of situational low. We don't know that the market's going to stop on a dime if it gets there. It depends on how it gets there. It depends on the market conditions and it depends on whether or not we start to see some kind of reversal in that zone. If we see a reversal from an intraday perspective inside that zone, that's going to be a pretty good clue that that's a really, really important spot. We'll leave it be, but we're going to watch it each and every day going forward as the market continues to edge lower. Back on the daily chart, now what happens if they just go back and forth for a few more days over here? Well, if they do that, that's the market's way of telling us that it wants to make another or continuation move in the southern direction. So it had a big move down, puts in a potential bear flag pattern. That's if it does that, and that would be a move lower. Now, the reason why I bring that up because it's extremely important depending on if it does that, the longer they go sideways, the lower they will typically go out of that sideways or flag kind of formation. Food for thought. So that could change the 386 to 381 or 382 area. All awareness stuff, 
sticky note type of information. We're also watching for a weekly close. Do they give up the 100 period moving average and close well below it on the week? Or do they fight back to close back above the 100 period moving average? Again, it's only Tuesday. There's three more trading days in the week. A lot can happen intra-week. Just something of awareness, sticky note stuff. When you look at an hourly chart, you say, well, did they do anything interesting during the trading day? The only thing they did was hang out near the lows, around the lows. They tried a rally attempt once or twice, and in the process, what did they do? They ran a test of this particular breakdown candle high. So the market makes a low and they start to rally. They found what we call the morning low. The morning low came at 130. It's not such a morning low, but it's a low nonetheless. Once they found a low, they tried to rally and they found the spot. Where was the spot? Run a test of the most recent big time breakdown candle high. They did that. They were not able to get above on a sustained basis. So what did they do? They fell away. We see this on daily charts. We see it on five-minute charts, we see it on weekly charts, we see it on all charts, and the reason is because all charts act and react the same way. That's one of the big-time things that's taught in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. Let's check out what happened inside the numbers. We'll circle back to Stocks on the Move. First, we'll run through the commentary. We were waking up with some green on the screen, so we have to understand that there's two possibilities. Either it's a dead cat bounce or it's a turnaround Tuesday. At the time, they were hanging around SPY 400. It's a big fat round number. It's magnetic and also will serve as our early pivot. The bull case is staying above 402.50. It's a stair-step approach. So it works like this. You stay above 400, it opens the door for 402.50. Above 402.50, it opens the door for 405, which is a very important spot. We know that from yesterday. And therefore, above 405 opens the door for another important spot, which we'll get to later. If she falls again, we have some numbers on the downside. Those will come up later, so let's hold our horses on those numbers. Let's scroll up, see what else we have as the day gets underway. We got closer to the opening bell, and what did they do? They started getting to 405. It's a big time spot. It was the low from the other day. They're going to want to fight back to get back above and close candles and then daily above that spot. That's what they were trying to do. So here could be a test or if they start pushing above and closing candles above, a squeeze of sorts could be created. They didn't really do that. They were only above for a short period of time and then they fell back down. The next place above 405 was 406.41. That was yesterday's high. And then there's another number if they should squeeze them. We had that number yesterday. They never did squeeze the market yesterday or today, so that number didn't come into play. However, there are trades in here. In fact, there are several trades in here. So you might want to get out your sticky note. A, you're going to learn something, and B, you're going to see what this is all about. So here we are still before the opening bell. Here's my thought process. From a short-term perspective, it's the pullback and rally scenario. 403.20 is initial support. Below that, we have 402.50 that we already know about. Below that starts to give the bears hope for a failure. Under normal market conditions, 
she should bounce from that zone if reached sooner than later. Now, watch what happens here. By the way, if they hit 405 before they hit 403, it's not the same trade. So let me go to the chart and show you what I'm referring to. There's a five-minute chart right at the vertical is today's activity. So the high in the first candle of the day is 406.08. They opened the day at 404.49. They ran right up into and through 405. Now, at the time, my ideal scenario was not to do that, but to pull back first and then let them go challenge 405 and go along for the ride. That was the first trade setup in my mind. But wait, there's more. So right out of the gate, they're going up. So we know the next resistance point is 406.41. They didn't actually get there. That was the high from yesterday. It's not a magnetic thing. They don't have to get there. It's resistance. There's a difference between the market getting pulled into a spot, whether it's down or up. That's important numbers. They're magnetic, all that stuff. And there's another resistance or support doesn't have to be magnetic. If I don't say it's magnetic and it's resistance, I don't necessarily know that they're going to get there. It's just the next resistance area. So if they did get there, they're going to have trouble busting through. That's the point. Write that down. So now what we're saying is if they fail at 405, it opens the door for 403.20 to 402.35. I expanded it a little bit from the pre-market. All right, let's continue on a second, and then we're going to go back to the charts. By 942, a few minutes into the trading day, traders looking for a long trade can take it anywhere in the zone between 403.20 and 402.35. They should bounce back in the other direction. It's a trade, not a marriage. If they're wrong, they start pushing below 401 and a quarter. So you know where you're wrong. You know what the objective is. You're going to see the objective once the trade is triggered. I'll start putting on targets and or commentary to support the long trade. And there you have it. There's the zone, 403.20 to 402.35, anywhere in the zone. They come into the zone. They turn around. They go back the other way. The high over here was 405, back to 405. That, my friends, is a fantastic trade. Traders are taking profit along the way. They had a profit target. They're holding a trailer for the just-in-case we get a squeeze operation. And then what actually happened in real time is I was doing a Q&A session for the live room members. And during that session is when the market came back down and stopped me out of the last contract I had from the ES trade. It was stopped out above the entry price. So let's just say for argument's sake, I got two exits at profit, and then I got one exit just above where the entry was. That's a profitable trade, and I wasn't willing, and you'll see it in the notes. Nobody else should have been willing after the type of bounce they gave us. Nobody should be willing to take a loss on any portion of a trade like that. Sometimes they give you the rocket ride and they keep going. Other times they come back down. Either way, it was a trade, not a marriage. 952. 404.50 is overhead resistance, which makes it a good target. After that, assuming they do it, and they did it, holding a trailer is a good idea. Could take some time. A few minutes later, traders that bought deep in the zone should be taking profit along the way regardless of the 404.50. You just have to have the awareness that everybody has the same price. Some traders may have been waiting for the lower price. They have a much better trade on their hands. Don't wait for the target to take some profit. 
book some profit along the way. It's the right thing to do. So there's more commentary on that trade. The trade worked. I'm just hand-holding during the trade. So here within the first hour, we had a good day on stocks on the move. We'll circle back to those later. SPY trade. And this is where I say, nobody will let the remaining part of the position go negative. Let the rest do its thing. Well, it came back and stopped us out. That's okay. This is part of the process. Let's keep going a little bit. Read the notes, pause the video, all that stuff. Go back and double check the charts. So now we have a failure. The door's open for some lower stuff. But watch this. 1040. Failure and the door is open for 398.50. We don't know they will get there, but the door is open. Should be a bounce from around that spot, maybe down to 398. But I'm not interested in buying a failure after a great morning of trading. Now that's me. Doesn't mean other traders aren't willing. In fact, there were some in the room that bought 398.50 and had another fantastic trade. Here it is. Let's focus on this candle comes in at 10.55 to 3.98.50, making a low of 3.98.34, and has a nice bounce away. The high in the next candle, for argument's sake, is 3.99.87. We'll call that a 12.13 point bounce in minutes. That's 12.13 S&P or ES handles. You know that number's important. Why? Because once they came back down and they started closing candles below... They had trouble getting back above. Once they did, they ran again. An important number. It pays to know your numbers. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. When we have the kind of morning that we had, nice morning from stocks on the move, a couple of SPY trades, at least there was something for everybody. I'm not messing around in the afternoon. It's a know-when-to-fold-em scenario. Don't forget what type of tape we have. The market at present is essentially a crap sandwich. You need to pick your spots. Let's check out stocks on the move. We'll take a look at OVV. We'll take a look at MO, CARG, and UPST. Let's start with this guy here, Car Gurus. Now, got a couple of interesting emails from some of you today that were questioning the profit at 2509, which was the first buy area on the board. I can tell you Jordan took the trade. I can tell you he made a profit. I can tell you traders in the room took the trade. And I can tell you it worked out. It did fail, but it still worked for the minimum required base hit. How's that? Doesn't look like much. But they came into the number. They bounced. For example, the high in the fourth minute of the day was 25.41. That's more than the minimum required base hit. Remember, it's a $25 stock. What are you looking for? for a minimum required base hit. We're looking for 1% give or take from a minimum required base hit perspective. The ones that give us more, fantastic. But we're not gonna let it go bad on us, and this is a zone. These are close together. When numbers are far apart, it's not a zone. When they're close together, it's a zone. Write that down, I say it all the time. Now what's this number down at 2120? Well, the folks in the Inside the Numbers live room got a bonus. I put on the board, I gave it to Jordan, he told the room, 2120, and this was when they were falling. They were around here in no man's land, 23 bucks. I said 2120, net net, you can see the result, nice bounce from 2120, so that was a little bit of an added bonus on CARG. Let's move on. How about Big Mo? So it opened below the first number, came into the second, which was 5297, 
I put a third one on the board, adjusted the stop. It didn't work anyway. Therefore, we're going to call this one not necessarily a shit burger. It's not a big deal. Closed at 51.59, got stopped out at, I believe, 51.20 or 50. Yeah, 51.20 was the number. We'll call it an appetizer of a shit burger. Didn't work. The numbers were wrong. My numbers were wrong. Then you come over to OVV, you take a look at this one, and you say, all right, stock opened up at 43.80. My number was 43.33, 42.50. Never got to 42.50 on the first run. So you get filled in the first number, and look what happened. This rocket ride takes you to a high of 47.29. That's 47.29. That's five bucks for you home gamers in minutes. You never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride. There's another one. We talked about it in the room while it was going on or right before it hit. So UPST 29.55, it hits the number. Traders entered the trade. And guess what? We weren't looking for 30 cents out of this. What I told the members in the live room was when a stock's down 60%, you're not looking for 30 cents. We're looking for like dollars out of this thing. So I said like $3 out of this thing. So I said it was going to get to 31.50 in a heartbeat. It did that if the number was right, turned out to be right. And then look what happened. So there's your bounce. So you got basically more than 10% from entry intraday. How you doing? Put this one in perspective. So the stock closes yesterday all the way up at closing price 77.13. I put a number on the board at zero dark 30 of 29.55, down some 60%, and you pinpoint it within 50 cents. How you doing? And you know what's coming next. You like apples? How do you like dem apples? What's going on over in Camp IWM? They made a new low, but they're languishing, similar to where they were yesterday, so there's no new information. If the market goes down, they're all going down. If they get a dead cap bounce or a rally or a short squeeze or some kind of a low, then they're all going to rally off that low. So it's an all the same market scenario. So there's really no change from what we discussed on the IWM from yesterday. Similar deal in the queues, but not the same. No new low today in the queues. That's interesting. I think that belongs on a sticky note. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. Why didn't the queues make a new low? Why didn't tech make a new low? and other stuff did. That's interesting, it's curious. Folks down at the transportation department, no change from yesterday. They made another low today, or a lower low from yesterday. They're flirting with these lows, that's what's going on. You have the makings of a potential failure or triple bottom. We'll see which one takes hold. From a daily chart perspective, the trend is your friend until she throws your shit out the window, so the trend is down. That's the dominant thing. Weekly chart, same as yesterday, no change. It's weak underneath these moving averages, putting in a bearish, flaggish kind of pattern, pointing down toward the 100-period moving average. Are we going to get a rope-a-dope and they're going to reverse the market, or will they satisfy the 100-period moving average, spike it, and find a low, at least from an interim perspective, somewhere else? My favorite somewhere else place right now is about... 12850. It's a pretty long way from where we are now. Just saying. Put that on a sticky note. If you found the transports down in that neighborhood sooner than later, like let's just say for argument's sake within this week or maybe even next week, that should be a pretty good spot. 
Financials, same routine as other markets, made a new low. They're still dripping lower. This is not a good low. They haven't had a bona fide low. They're dripping lower. They're looking for a low. I'm not looking for the low. They're looking for the low. And when you go over to Smash Mouth, very similar to the Qs, they did not make a new low. So tech had a little bit of a bid under it today as opposed to other markets. Could be a one-day wonder, but we notate it. We maybe put it on a sticky note in a puzzle piece, and then we move on from there. I want to know about this stuff, but there's nothing specific directly you can do with this information. But it's good to know either way. The value of information. Knowledge is power. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.